The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. From the field to the film room to the war room. We've got you covered every step of the way as the road to the draft starts right now on BGN Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the BGN Draft Show. I am your host, Shane Half. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at Shane Half NFL. I'm joined today by my co-host and fellow draft enthusiast, Dives. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mr. Crockpot. Be sure to check out his podcast, Party on Broad. Dives, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. We are entering week 10 of college football, man. Uh, it's about to get juicy. It's about to get spicy with some of the top matchups here, and we're going to break it all down right now. All right. I am also joined today by my co-host on Chalk Talk. It is Mark Henry Jr. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mark Henry Jr. Be sure to check out his Tough Cover radio show live every Saturday uh, before college football. Mark, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Uh, college football, I think it's one of the most fun college football seasons of all time this year. I think there's so many fun storylines uh, that's wide open, I think more wide open than usual. And this week, it's going to determine a lot of where this season goes, and there's a lot of fun matchups. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, after watching OU lose in a monsoon on Saturday, I'm just ready for the NFL season, uh, NFL week. But uh, for real, though, I'm so hyped about this week's NFL slate. Like there are so many good games. It was hard to sit down and prep for a college football podcast, but so much good football going on this weekend. We missed last week's show. I was traveling back from Philadelphia. Mark was traveling for work. We just weren't able to make it work out, but we're back this week. And so we're going to recap our player of the weeks from two weeks ago. Uh, So throwing it back. Uh, But Dives had wide receiver Keon Coleman uh, from Florida State who had two receptions for 54 yards. Uh, He takes home third place for that one. I had running back Jonathan Brooks out of Texas who had 20 carries for 99 yards and eight receptions for 51 yards. Would have been good enough to win most weeks, but he gets second place behind quarterback J.J. McCarthy from Michigan who threw for 287 yards and four touchdowns. So Mark takes home first place in that one. Through what, nine, 10 weeks of our competition? Uh, Mark and I are tied for first place with 10 points each. Dives is one point behind at nine. So like, it, this could not be closer. And to be honest, I thought y'all would run away with this one, uh, the way that you follow college football a little more than I do. So I'm just happy I'm hanging in there. But 
Uh, that is last week's Player of the Weeks. At the end of this episode, we will make our Player of the Week predictions for the upcoming week. But before we do that, let's talk Eagles draft targets of the week. Let's get into it. A lot of college football this weekend. If you're not the biggest college football fan, but you just want to turn it on, maybe you want to see some guys that you're going to hear us talk about in the offseason, some guys the Philadelphia Eagles might draft. Watching the Georgia game is always a good place to start. But beyond that, Dives, give us your Eagles prospect to keep an eye on this weekend. I'm going with the return of Travion Henderson, running back out of Ohio State, man. Uh, Ohio State has really struggled to run the football this season, man. Uh, we've seen Travion dealing with some injuries that have limited or otherwise sidelined him for a bulk of 2023. Uh, this guy returned against Wisconsin, finished last week with 162 yards, a touchdown on 24 carries. He also had four receptions for 45 yards. Um, this is a, a game changer for Ohio State, who's looking at uh, a really high seed in the college football playoff. Uh, as they're undefeated, man. Henderson's a spark plug with explosiveness, five foot ten, uh, 214 pounds. Uh, he's a chain mover, uh, but he's also got the ability to accelerate and beat defenders to spots, man. Uh, again, a dense runner, lateral twitch. Uh, you know, this guy has 266 rushing yards the last two weeks, man. I, I think that could just be absolutely disastrous for the Big Ten and any team they face. Moving forward, man, Travion Henderson is back, and I think everyone should be very, very nervous. I mean, if you're a if you're a college running back, what could sound better than getting drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> you get to run behind, a, although we won't talk about the fact some of those linemen might not have much left, uh, but you get to run behind this offensive line. You get to play for a fan base that will scream, run the ball more, no matter what the outcome of the game is. Like, <laughs> just perfect. I mean, we literally got people. Jalen Hurts has the best passing game of his career. The offense puts up 38 points. Would have been more if not for two fumbles inside the five-yard line on running plays, by the way. People are still saying run the ball more. Travion Henderson should be crossing his fingers and praying he falls to like the third round where the Eagles will actually draft a running back. So, uh, yeah, Travion Henderson, give him a watch in the Ohio State game. Mark, who are you keeping an eye on for the Eagles this week? I am going with a, t a guy from a team who is not on the same planet as Ohio State this season, but you can find NFL draft value anywhere. I, I mean, you see that every year. There's players from plenty of bad programs and bad teams that pop once they get to the next level, and that's what I think is going to happen here with Landon Jackson um, from Arkansas, who seemingly seems to be the fastest riser um, in, in terms of NFL draft prospects this season. He was, I mean, if you sneak by Dives' radar, you're under the radar because Dives has done like 800 players already for this year. And, and I surprised him a little bit with this guy. He's popped up into first rounds all of a sudden. Mel Kuyper has him ranked as his second best edge rusher for this class. The Draft Network put him in the, in the first round. I think um, a couple other spots are starting to really give him credit. This guy is an absolute freak. 6'7", 281. And to give you an idea of just how much of a freak he is, the WWE, 
uh, for those out there who, who don't know what that is, that is a wrestling uh, organization, professional <laughs> wrestling. And they have this program called the Next in Line program, uh, making like NIL kind of is their program, where they sign these college football players who they think are larger than life. And not just college football players, college athletes from all over the, all over the country. Landon Jackson, if he does not go to the NFL, is signed to be a WWE superstar after he after he finishes his days in college. That's how physically imposing this guy is. The WWE saw him and were like, "Give him to us. We want him to wrestle." But it doesn't look like they're going to get their hands on him because it looks like he's going to be a first round pick this year. And at six seven two eighty one, it's not hard to figure out why. And usually, when you have these these kind of guys who pop up out of nowhere, it's cause like they're a one-star recruit or they, they work their way up the system. That's not the case with Landon Jackson. Landon Jackson was a top 100 recruit. He was a four-star recruit. He actually went to LSU, didn't get playing time at LSU, transferred to Arkansas, got a little playing time last year, got three sacks, even got a pick, but he's really taken off this year. And he's been playing really well against the the run game as well as rushing the passer. He's got five and a half sacks, three and a half of those come against Alabama, which that's the best competition that he's played all season, had his best game in kind of the biggest game of his season. So Landon Jackson, I, I am, I, you guys know my type and I am going to fall in love with this guy. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him. And then when I looked him up and it's like, oh, he's over six, six and he's an edge rusher. Like that explains everything. Yeah. yeah. For people out there who don't know, I have a type and it's tall edge rushers. Give me give me edge rushers that are six, six and above and I'll take it every time. Yep. All right. Dives, anything you want to add on him? No, Arkansas just kind of fallen off a cliff this year. Uh, it's, it's a team that I actually had somewhat high hopes for with KJ Jefferson and Raheem Rocket Sanders and that offense, but they they took a shot this past offseason with a lot of offensive linemen leaving and things like that. So uh, they're they're in shambles. So they kind of just have been under the radar. I haven't really paid attention to them at all. And I'm actually shocked I didn't know he had four sacks against Alabama. I'm gonna have to go rewatch that. Yeah, it's really impressive stuff. I mean, he's like angling around the edge and then on run plays, he's he's hitting the inside. And he, yeah, he, I, I, he definitely jumped off the screen. It's kind of the first I heard of him, to be honest, was like, who's this Jackson character in this Arkansas-Alabama game? Uh, unfortunately, Arkansas doesn't have Alabama on the schedule this week, so it's not like they're in a huge game. But they are playing Florida, and Florida, I mean, they're in a get-off-the-mat spot. They had a big loss to Georgia last week. And Arkansas, at this point, every game they play, they're trying to save their coach's job. Because Sam Pittman, who was once kind of one of the feel-good stories of college football as this new coaching hire, and, you know, he's a big fat guy who yells, Woo Pig Suey, so people like him a lot. Turns out he might be a buffoon, and it seems like if they lose this game to Florida, he might be getting fired. All right. Well, let's roll on to my guy. I made the joke earlier about just watch the Georgia game, and I decided to keep that theme going here. (laughs) Um, I I went with Armarius Mims, right tackle out of Georgia. And I mean, Eagles fans, you don't want to hear this, but this is probably Jason Kelsey's last year. Now, granted, we've said that for three years. Could not be. It definitely is. But I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, Lane Johnson in the swan nearing the end of his career uh, for the Jason Kelsey thing. I mean, if you guys haven't watched the Amazon prime documentary, first of all, go watch it. It's incredible. I watched it on my flight to Philadelphia, Uh, but like seeing the struggle he went through deciding if he could run it back another season, like 
this offensive line's about to change. The Eagles value the trenches. They prioritize the trenches. I really don't think they can draft a defensive tackle in the first round for the third year in a row. So we look at the offensive side of the ball and Armarius Mims is a great prospect. He's a four or five-star recruit, depending on where you look. Uh, he played 121 snaps at right tackle in 2021. He played 288 snaps there in 2022. Uh, he was injured in the South Carolina game this year, which was mid-September. He missed four games after having an ankle surgery, but he's dressing for practice this week for the first time. Uh, I think he will play. It's not for sure, but he's likely to play for this weekend for the first time since mid-September. Now, he is 6'7", 340 pounds which is 95th and 94th percentile, respectively. Uh, Mark likes the big edge rushers. Give me big offensive tackles all day. Mark and I build our football teams to compete against one another. <laughs> In his 321 snaps across his career, which is not a lot, that's not a lot of snaps, he's allowed zero sacks, zero quarterback hits, and only six pressures. Uh, he does a really good job getting a wide base, which is important at his size. He understands leverage in the run game, does a really good job sealing the edge. Um, he's got really good instincts, uh, great agility. He can execute reach blocks, which is where you jump across the face of a defender and seal him off. He can climb to the second level, powerful punch as a pass blocker. Uh, I think he does a good job like working off combo blocks in the run game where he gets the double team and then releases to the second level. Uh, now he wants contact and he wants to move forward, not backwards. And so he tends to lunge for contact in his pass drops, which is problematic. It makes him struggle with counter moves when guys don't try to bull rush him. So there's some technical things to refine there. I think he's a first round pick. I think he is a right tackle of a future. Maybe depending on how he plays out the rest of this year and what teams get a vibe of him. Uh, in workouts and things, if they think he can move to left tackle, he might be off the board well before the Eagles could draft him. Uh, I think Eagles fans, if you want this guy, you probably hope that he just struggles a little bit coming back off of this injury and it pushes him down that draft board because I do think he has potential to rock it up and maybe end up being like a top 10 pick. So Armarius Mims, keep an eye on him. Hope he doesn't flash too good, uh, but I do think this is a very talented player. I, I have a funny story to throw at dives here because I knew that there's other Georgia offensive linemen that are very much NFL draft prospects. I think the biggest one's probably Cedric Van Pran. I yeah. could be wrong about that, but I know he's like he's a center that people are pretty sure will go in the top, you know, however you want to say first round, second round. Um, but I knew that there were other guys. So I went and I was looking Tate Ratledge. Good I went round. and Googled. I, re I Googled Tate Ratledge NFL draft to get just like an idea of where he's at on, on boards. First thing I see, Edge of Philly Sports. Second thing I see, Mr. Crockpot <laughs> Media. So just shout out the dives up there. Um, also, Xavier Truss is another one who I'm pretty sure yeah, is going to be an NFL draft prospect as well. I would wager to say the Eagles will draft an offensive lineman from Georgia this year. There's four of them that are going in the top three, four rounds, the Eagles will have an offensive lineman from this offensive line. Yeah. yeah. I think Mims. that's fair to say. Hey, why not just go get them both? Maybe fall. Yeah. he's a center. He falls to the second round. Go get him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mim screams as a guy that uh, is right on the Eagles target list, man. Like uh, there's a lot of really intriguing offensive tackles that could be in the Eagles range, like Kingsley Suamata, Patrick Paul, 
is another big one. All these guys are toolsy guys, uh, guys that I think will blow up in the combine, like 6'7", 6'8", huge arms, great athletes. Uh, it's a very deep year at offensive tackle. And that's not including the top three, like Latham and Olu and, um, uh, of course, Joe Walt. Yeah, I was going to ask you with Olu and all, I know that they've both kind of had disappointing seasons right. this year. Is is there any chance they end up kind of falling out of the for sure top 10 category? I Possibly, because I had those guys pegged as top five picks. Like I, I thought all and Fosh knew were going to be in the top five. And Joe you look at um, Penn State, man, he's definitely struggled. Olu Fashnu has not had a good year. Now, if you're looking for why is this guy going to fall? I mentioned he's only played 321 career snaps right now. Obviously, he has the rest of this year left, but top guys that went last year, Paris Johnson goes sixth overall. He had 1,600 snaps. Uh, again, 321 for Mims. Peter mm-hmm. Skaronsky goes 11th overall. He had 2,400 snaps at the collegiate level. Uh, Darnell Wright went uh, 10th overall. Thank you, Chicago Bears, for not taking Jalen Carter. He had 2,700 career snaps, so he's how, very how inexperienced Jones? at the college level. How about Jones? Do you have uh, the amount of snaps Broderick Jones played? Because that might be a, a more comparable guy since same system. I don't think he was a long-term starter there. I could be wrong. Broderick Jones went 14th. He had uh, just under 1,400 career snaps. Wow. Still had a good amount. Wow. So he had, right. he, he had like 500 in 2020, 2021 combined, and then he had 933 in 2022. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So there it is. Some Eagles targets to watch. If you're not just going to watch the Georgia game, or even if you are going to watch the Georgia game. So you can keep your eye on those guys. Let's turn the page now and let's talk our Eagles player of the week predictions. You can't manage this. Can't break this bomb. Fundy. Uh, gotta keep my dishes when you all right dives you are up lead us off here who is your player of the week prediction one of my favorite running backs in this class uh right up there with audrick estime and travion uh it is trey benson running back out of Florida State, uh, six foot one, 223 pounds, tall runner, uh, north to south kind of dude, uh, just a supercharged pinball uh, with a strong, compact build, uh, powerful lower body, uh, just checks off a ton of boxes as a potential workhorse running back at the next level. Size, explosiveness, foot speed, contact balance, feel, vision, physicality, man. He's also got some flashes of route running ability as well uh i think big explosive backs are kind of like the thing in the nfl these days thanks to a lot of the light boxes we're seeing a lot of the too high safety looks we're seeing and i think this guy has a a physical skill set uh that can be either like a a 1b in a good offense or maybe a viable part of a run heavy offense in the nfl Uh, fsu plays pittsburgh this week they're coming off a 58 to 7 lost to the fighting Irish. The Seminoles have put up at least 31 points every game this season, 40 points per game over the last four weeks. Give me Trey Benson, man, who I think is right up there with the best of the best. I love this guy. Uh, he's he's I, I, Pittsburgh kind of low-key has a very good run defense, 
So we'll see. Um, I think Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, because you're you watched them, I'm sure, with Notre Dame, but uh Trey Benson is one to watch out for. Yeah, they want to force you to pass for sure. All right. So Trey Benson, Florida State here. Mark, who is your player of the week prediction? I'm regretting it already. Uh, I thought I had picked Bo Nix already this year, <laughs> but I remembered Shane picking him. So I got that kind of mixed up in my head. This should be Bo Nix, but I'll go with this teammate. I'll go with running back Bucky Irving. Uh, Bucky Irving, kind of one of the storylines of last week or the last couple weeks with how good he's been. The last three games, uh, he's played. Oregon's played some pretty good teams with Washington, Washington State, and Utah. Three of the bigger games uh, of the last three weeks. I mean, two of those games is where College Game Day was. Um, so two of them were deemed the biggest games of the week against Washington. Twenty-two carries, one hundred twenty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Six catches, thirty-four yards. Against Washington State, fifteen carries for one hundred twenty-nine yards and two touchdowns. Three catches, fifty-one yards, and a touchdown. This week against Utah. 14 for 83 and a touchdown, four catches for 36 yards. The only reason he didn't get more in that game because they won 35 to six. He didn't get work in the second half. I believe Shane has uh, a highlight queued up from two weeks ago against Washington State. And just watch this jump cut from Bucky Irving. Whoop! I mean, that is just unbelievable. I, I, I mean, I could watch it like 10 times. It is mesmerizing stuff right there. That is scary, scary stuff. Um, he is a guy who I, I kind of has kind of burst onto my radar. Like I knew who he was just from watching Oregon. They're one of the bigger teams to follow in the country. But I, you know, all the focus is Bo Nix. The focus is on some of their other NFL draft guys. I, I didn't have my focus on Bucky Irving. I think he has a big week this week against a, a pretty piss poor Cal defense. Uh, but Bo Nix probably will have a bigger day. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, let's be honest. You didn't forget about Bo Nix. You just wanted to show that clip of the jump cut. Yeah, that that is what it is. By the way, he's out. He's averaging seven point two yards per carry. I, I I wanted to get that number right. That is just that's a sickening number. Yeah. But yeah, that jump cut. I had to find a way to. I had to find a way to use it. <laughs> All right, and that brings me to my player of the week prediction. I'm going to go with Michael Penix Jr. because when you get the opportunity to take a Heisman candidate against a trash defense in USC who's lost two games in a row and their coach and their quarterback don't even know if they want to play football anymore this season. You smash that button. Michael Penix Jr. Uh, USC's defense is allowing almost 250 yards per game. Their pass defense ranks 104th in the NCAA. Meanwhile, Penix is averaging 368 passing yards and three touchdowns a game. He's only got six interceptions and five sacks all season. He leads the NCAA in passing yards. He's one touchdown off of the lead in touchdowns. He leads the NCAA in passing grade per PFF. His 6.5% big-time throw percentage is top 25, while his 1.2% turnover-worthy play rate is like the lowest, like one of the best five. I never know if you should say top five or like bottom five. He doesn't turn the ball over or put it in danger. He has a 6.8% pressure to sack rate, which is sixth in the NCAA this season. Michael Penix Jr. is playing incredible football. And the only way USC is going to win this game is in a shootout because their defense stinks. And bring it on, going to inflate his stats. Michael Penix Jr., lock it in, player of the week. I better win this. I'm going to be so mad if I use my Michael Penix Jr. <laughs> I don't. I use my Bo Nix pick, and we tied it with Xavier Worthy and Travis Hunter that week, and I'm still mad about it. Michael Penix <laughs> better run away with this one. 
he's a beast, man. Uh, he's 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 he's, he's got to be number one in the Heisman watch, right? Like, got to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He is. I want to pull up the odds, actually, just real quick. I I, I know we got to zoom through this this, but I, I really. I'm skeptical that Penix wins the Heisman. I I, I know really? he's the leader. He's got some tough games upcoming. Um, if, if they're not in the playoffs, I think it'll be a tough sell to give the Heisman to a quarterback from Washington. And all I'm saying is, and I hate, like, I, I, there's nothing more I hate to say than this because it disgusts me to my core. But J.J. McCarthy, um, the Michigan's played absolutely nobody this year, and he's had a chance to build up his stats and resume and pad against the little sisters of the poor. And then he has two big games to end his season with Penn state and Ohio state. Those are chances on big stages after building up a resume against bad teams to kind of take advantage of, you know, people just paying attention at the end of the year and he'll have the stats for a Heisman. He would be one of the worst Heisman of all time. Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning as a parent. You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right. Uh, Mark, do you have a lock of the week for us this week? Yeah, and it's coming at you from where I'm at. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona right now, and I am riding with the Arizona Wildcats against Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins. So I know that that's not going to be too hard of a sell for a lot of the, the Eagles fans watching here uh, that want to root against Chip. Um, but Fafita, this is the guy, I think that's how you say it. F-I-F-I-T-A, Arizona's new quarterback. He is an electric factory. Arizona is currently the best team in the country against the spread. They're covering by the widest mar- margin in the country and they are seven and one against the spread. They're going against UCLA. Arizona, I think this is like the start of the turnaround of the Arizona program. Jed Fish doing a great job there. But this Fafita guy, this new quarterback that they brought in, and they had a good one in Jaden Delaria, who people liked a lot. He got hurt. They brought in the backup. This backup might be the best quarterback in the country. It kind of feels like how Caleb Williams felt when he came in for Oklahoma two years ago, where it's like, wait a second. The best quarterback in the country was riding a bench last week. Like that's kind of how it feels right now with Arizona. He is a special talent, and I, I think Arizona and Kansas both being underdogs this week is insane to me. So Arizona and Kansas are my two favorite bets of the week. All right. So Mark's lock of the week. Let's get into our game of the week. There's a lot of good games this weekend. There's three or four highly ranked matchups, but there's none bigger than LSU number thirteen LSU 
at number eight, Alabama, 745 kickoff on Saturday night. Uh, this is unstoppable force meets immovable object. LSU leads the NCAA with 47 and a half points per game scored. Alabama allows only 16 and a half. So offense versus defense. It's a tale as old as time. Alabama is favored right now by three and a half, which is pretty much what you get for home field advantage. So, uh, and furthermore, I was about, I almost came on here and said, but LSU is coming off of their bye weeks. They've had an extra week to prepare. Alabama is also coming off their bye week. Both teams with two weeks to get ready for this game should be really high level football being played. Dives, break this one down for us. What do you expect to see on Saturday night? Yeah, this one has one of the most fun matchups of the season. Uh, my number three wide receiver in the class, Malik Neighbors, versus my number one cornerback in the class, in Kool-Aid McKinstry. Neighbors has nearly 1,000 yards already, nine touchdowns this season. He's got 10 or more targets in five of eight games uh, uh, this year. And Jaden Daniels has a 136.9 quarterback rating when, when targeting Malik Neighbors. Man, this guy can dominate in the slot. He's an excellent route runner, legitimate speed threat downfield. Uh, he's a round one talent. Uh, it's about 50, 50, uh, in terms of playing in the slot and playing on the outside for neighbors. Uh, they like to move him around a lot. And then you get to Kool-Aid McKinstry who had elite numbers in 2022, but you look at 2023 through eight games, he's not having nearly the same, uh, level of production. Uh, he's allowed 12 receptions on 27 targets and 10.9 yards per reception this year. He's allowed a touchdown. Uh, he's got zero interceptions and just two pass deflections. What you like most about Kool-Aid McKinstry is that physical foundation. He's six foot, six one, 188 pounds, amazing length. Uh, so he, he's going to be great at press. He can jar receivers at the line, uh, block passes at the catch point, just a technician. Uh, he's a guy that plays ma the majority of the time on the outside, uh, but he's got great fluidity to mirror receivers at every level. I've got McKinstry as a top 15 pick in this year's draft. So when those two are lined up against each other, that is must-see TV. All right. So, Mark, what do you have on this one? Dives gave us a good matchup here. Which way are you leaning for this game? How do you think it's going to play out? Yeah, I lean towards Bama. I think Bama's defense is legit. I think Jalen Miller is playing a lot better than he was earlier in the season. Um, I lean Bama to win it. Don't know if I'll be on it yet. Bama minus three and a half on the lean section of my card right now. It might make it to the bets. We're, we're not sure about that yet. But what I'll say is this is a chance for both of these teams who thought they were over, thought their seasons were down the drain, thought, you know, what they, when we were LSU or Alabama, you're, competing for a national championship. That's the focus. Whoever wins this game's back in the conversation. If Bama wins this game, you're probably cruising to the SEC title game with one loss to play Georgia. If LSU wins this game, we might have a conversation about the first college football playoff team in this era to make it with more than one loss. Because if LSU wins this game and then they go into the SEC title game and beat Georgia, you're a two-loss SEC champion with wins against Georgia and Bama. It's going to be hard to leave the SEC champ out. So no matter what, this game's pretty big. It comes down to Jalen Daniels versus the Bama defense, like Shane said, and it's going to be a fun one. I'm leaning defense. I'll go I'll go Bama 24, LSU 20. I don't know. I'm actually leaning towards LSU on this one. So mm. the, I'm going to go LSU. I think Jaden Daniels is legit. Uh, I think LSU is battle-tested. They've had a ridiculous schedule this year, mm -hmm. uh, you know, going up against – the, the Florida States going up against the Mississippis, going up 
um, against the Missouris. Like they, they've played a lot of great, te- great teams. Uh, I think this is the, the game that maybe they put it together uh, the, uh, this weekend. LSU got Bama, and that would usually make me – they got them last year. LSU beat Bama last year in LSU, and that would usually make me say, like, oh, this coach has a good has a good read on Saban, but makes me nervous with Bama. Are they going to lose two years in a row to the same team? Makes me nervous. Great game. So Mark says defense wins championships. Dive says get with it in the 21st century. Offense <laughs> is the way to go. You guys will have to tune in th- Saturday night and see which way it plays out. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the BGN Draft Show. It was really good to be back with you guys this week after the week off. If you enjoyed the show, be sure you hit the subscribe button so you get all the shows on the BGN feed. You can check us out on Twitter. I'm at Shane Half NFL. Dives is at Mr. Crockpot. Mark is at Mark Henry Jr. We will catch you guys next week for another episode where Michael Penix Jr. wins Player of the Week of the <laughs> BGN Draft Show. Go Birds! More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.